Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Liftoff with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Rob Cottingham. How are you doing, Rob, and where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> Hi, and thanks so much for having me. I am hanging out right now in my home office in Vancouver, Canada, in sunny Kitsilano. Oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> Rob is a leadership communication strategist in everything from op-eds to social media. But his passion is speech writing and speaking. He's also a cartoonist, voice actor, and occasional uh, stand-up comic. And I think your mission to help leaders connect with their audiences to advance good causes and big ideas is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Rob. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Wonderful. So the first thing I want to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? My ideal client is somebody who is in a position of leadership And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the head of an organization. It may just mean that they are uh, one of the people whose ideas are getting out there into the world. Or within an organization, they're leading from, you know, whatever position they happen to be in, whether it's their team or managing upwards within the organization. What is key to me is that they have big ideas and important ideas that can make a change for the better in the world. And that change may be a small one or it may be a tremendous vision. But uh, what's key to me is that they have some clarity around around the vision of the world they want to uh, they want to see. And the biggest challenge I find they generally face is a lack of clarity as to exactly what their message should be and how to reach the audience they want. Because often there's this idea that... Uh, You know, the uh, the audience is this amorphous blob out there. And it's just if I get the message out there, then it's going to reach people. And in reality, if you want to make change, then there's a, a tremendous importance to focus and to identifying the people you want to reach and exactly how you would like to connect with them and what you would like them uh, to do or change or believe as a result of your conversation with them. Wonderful. I'm... I'm uh... Super excited about uh, uh, exploring more and more. But <laughs> so this is a super interesting topic here. And I, I just want to know if, you know, what are common mistakes they make when trying to, well, fulfill that uh, uh, vision and uh, finding the right communication? I think the, excuse me, the sing it's allergy season here in Vancouver. Um, I think the single biggest mistake is to not think about their personal communications. And by personal, I'm, I mean things like speaking and op-eds uh, and any of their communications on behalf of the organization, uh, to not think about those strategically and how they can advance the mission of their organization, but also the personal message that's, uh, that's particularly important to them. 
if they're just thinking of this as, you know, this speech that I have to do to this organization and I'll tell them whatever it is that they've asked me to talk about, uh, which is just, it's kind of the default setting for a lot of speakers. And instead to say, okay, here is what matters to this audience and here is what matters to me. And in that intersection, and there is always an intersection, that's where we're going to live and that's where we're going to find real connection with people. Because, and this is probably the second mistake I see people making, is this really is about connection. And even if you're speaking to an audience of thousands, your goal is to make that personal connection and deliver your message through that personal connection with your audience. Understanding that, I think, is critical. And that brings me to, I think, the third mistake, the third big challenge that they face, which is performance. And the idea that performance is some kind of inauthentic thing. Uh, one of the most important things that I've learned in studying voice acting is how performances in voice acting are actually grounded in authenticity. And you could be playing a 30-foot-tall dinosaur, but you're still finding something authentic within yourself to bring to that character. Because otherwise your performance won't be uh, believable. Well, as a leader, you're also looking for that authentic connection with your message and with your content. And yes, you're making deliberate choices as to how you're going to project the emotional feelings that you have about it and the passion that you have about it. But those choices that you're making are critical to making that connection come alive and uh, and genuinely persuading people. Wow. I can't stop listening <laughs> to all your insights. These are so amazing, Rob. <laughs> Fantastic. I oh, really gosh. love how you how you uh, bring it out in that clarity. And uh, as, just before we started, uh, you know, I, I, I can see the passion you're talking about this. Uh, it's, uh, it's really close to your heart and I appreciate it very much. Wonderful. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So before I ask Rob, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So uh, Rob, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? I would say if you're having difficulty lifting the words from the page, with a speech, or if you're delivering a Zoom webinar, as so many of us are these days, if you're finding difficulty connecting to that passion, actually think deliberately about each passage of your speech. What is the emotion that it stirs within you? What is the feeling that is driving you to say these things? Because if you don't actually feel about it in some way or, or another, it may not be worth saying and then explicitly identify that. I've had speakers who color code their speeches according to the emotion that, uh, that this is bringing up. And then think about how you typically convey that emotion. Do you, does your voice go a little higher in pitch? If something is really tremendously important to you, maybe your voice doesn't get louder. Maybe it gets really softer. And you tend to become more intense. And there's something about that quiet intensity that makes people lean forward a little bit and listen. Think about how you typically convey those emotions and then make deliberate choices as to how you're going to be presenting in the moment. And incredibly, given a speech with a cold read and maybe five minutes to prepare, if you can just do that to the key passages in it, 
your delivery is going to transform. If you're somebody who has typically just been reading a speech, you now become somebody who is delivering a speech and connecting with your audience. I like asking these questions because I get really insights and golden nuggets out of you. I love this, Rob. <laughs> well, and it, it cues you to what matters to you in the speech. I, I think every opportunity to speak is also an opportunity to learn about yourself and your own message as well as your audience. Mm, so true. Yeah. So we're speaking of values and I will give you the platform to also share where folks can find you. And also if you have, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that or also in a broader sense? Uh, people can find me at robcottingham.ca. That's uh, kind of the my online hub. And from there, you can uh, subscribe to my podcast. There are now 70-some-odd episodes, which all mainly aim to give you uh, practical insights into speaking and, uh, and communicating as a leader. And that's whether you're a leader or helping, helping a leader communicate. Um, and uh, in terms of, uh, of one valuable free resource, I would just look at whatever camera you happen to have, whether it's on your smartphone, whether it's on your laptop, uh, and genuinely record yourself speaking, not necessarily giving a speech. Think of a topic that you're passionate about and start talking about it and let yourself feel all the feels, uh, emote away, and then watch yourself and listen to yourself and see the moments that really seem to connect and see them, look for the moments that you know, where it seems, okay, maybe I didn't seem that authentic and maybe I was just pushing it. And you can learn so much about your delivery and, uh, and what really connects with audiences by turning yourself in a way into an audience member and watching yourself. It's how pro athletes improve. It's how anybody who is in the realm of performance improves. And as a leader who is communicating, you are in the realm of performance it's authentic performance. And you're at the highest level. I, uh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you know, always when I have a new keynote or something, of course, it's uh, at least eight times recorded <laughs> watching myself before it gets out. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's a deep insight. So I appreciate very much uh, what you just shared with us. And of course, we'll put the link in the show description. I'm subscribed. So you should too. <laughs> Wonderful. What's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? I would say it's, how do you know if you're connecting with an audience? Good question. And it's, it's tricky on things like if you write an op-ed, often it's just hurled into the void and you're looking for things like, uh, how many times has it been shared or is it getting discussion in the comments section? But if you're speaking and if you're in person, then you are looking for first of all, uh, you know, the clear signs of a lack of distraction, you know, people aren't talking with each other in the, at the back of the room, uh, people aren't milling about, uh, people are looking at you, believe it or not, people are typing on their laptops or tapping on their phones because often while that looks like they're checking email, what they're really doing is sharing the content that you've made, making a note uh, trying to delve into it because people now are kind of active listeners who are exploring ideas as you're delivering them to them. 
You are, of course, looking for things like questions and comments uh, at the end. Uh, you're looking for follow-up connections, online chatter. The thing that I want you not to freak out about as a speaker is when you look out into an audience and you see people who are looking like this. Because you can think that, you know, oh boy, that's hostile or uh, they don't agree with me at all or I've completely lost them. I consider that to be resting audience face. That's the look of somebody who is listening. They're, maybe they're not smiling, maybe they're not frowning, but they are taking in what you're saying. And, uh, and the truth is that is a pretty good reaction to be getting from an audience as you're speaking. Of course you want people who are laughing uproariously or nodding vigorously as you're talking. But those folks who are probably going to be the majority of your audience, they are engaged. And don't let yourself freak out over it. Wow. I'm, I'm curious. And um, I, I, I just want to add a bonus question. <laughs> so sure thing. If I may. So, and uh, because you're so passionate and so clear about all that, um, I, I, I hoped you would have posed this question, but this is, I'm not complaining. This is uh, excellent uh, insights you just shared, but I would, I would like to know why, communications what is it for you for me it is it's connection with uh with people you know as a as a kid as a, a teenager i struggled with that uh i struggled to genuinely connect with people and i know all kids do and maybe for me it wasn't uh, wasn't any more difficult than most but it meant some real periods of loneliness and Discovering that there are ways to connect with, you know, individuals, with large numbers of people, uh, and with audiences in between, and for that connection to be more than just relaying information or persuading them to buy product X or service Y, but that you have a chance to connect with them around issues that are really tremendously important, that matter to you, that matter to the future— that opportunity is a remarkable one, and it's what gets me out of bed in the morning. I think it's what stirs the people that I work with, and it's one that I don't think any of us should pass up if it comes our way. So it's that, it's that chance to genuinely connect. I know the moments that I love most in the world are the moments when I have that connection, especially... You know, members of your family, you are always connected to in one way or another. But you know there are those special moments of deep connection. And they're the ones that mean the most to me. Talking with an audience and when there is that moment of deep connection, especially the unexpected ones, where a message really resonates or a question that I wasn't expecting hits home, uh, those are invaluable. Absolutely true. We're already getting into Goosebumps territory, which... Brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When we already laid it out, <laughs> when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family, and why? It was Hawaii. We were on vacation, and uh, it was uh, just walking by the shore of the bay that we were stay uh, staying at, and uh, I was with my uh, my eldest and my wife and uh, a sea turtle 
and we'd been seeing them in the bay from a distance, and we'd been snorkeling at times, and they would come right up to you, and it was startling. But it was a sea turtle that had come, like, right up close to the shore and was just kind of slapping the water and, frankly, appeared to be having a grand time. I have no idea what goes through a sea turtle's mind, so, you know, obviously I'm anthropomorphizing. But it was just that moment of connection with nature and connecting with nature, but also seeing uh, my wife and my eldest kid also having that moment of awe and wonder and sharing that. That's uh, that's the moment that sticks out most recently. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for connecting us to this wonderful Goosebumps moment and sharing it. Uh, and also thank you, Rob, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I, 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 I'm just so stumbled about, you know, the, the, the insights that you share with us. And I appreciate very much the insights and that you shared with us today. Thank you. Uwe, thank you very much for this conversation and for all you're doing through this podcast. I think it's marvelous. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.